Welcome to the Female Startup Podcast, the podcast that helps the woman behind the business. It's focused on helping you to develop the strategies that you need to become more visible in your business, increase your confidence, attract your clients, and make an impact with the work that you do. I am so excited for this episode because today I have another very special guest with me. So today I am joined by Candice Riley. Hi, Candice. Hey, Hey, so today we're going to be talking all about crowdfunding and whether that's a strategy that you should be using in your business. So before we get into all of the juicy stuff about crowdfunding, let me introduce you to Candice. So Candice is the owner of NBE Fitness, Notorious Big Energy, which is a community interest company. It's an inclusive well-being platform providing accessible mind and body activities online and in person. NBE, NBE Fitness is built around delivering community inclusion helping those living with chronic illness, disabilities and carers seek affordable healthcare. NBA Fitness provides fun and energetic 30-minute sessions which are delivered four times a week on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Friday. In addition, NBA Fitness runs regular programs and webinars to educate people more about their health conditions and to encourage them to look after their mental health. If that wasn't enough, Candice also has her own consultancy firm and it's an anti-discrimination and digital service consultancy firm that provides freelance IT management services, comms and CMS and CSS training, which is a lot. I don't know how you find the time to do it all, Candice. So welcome, welcome, welcome. I always like to start off the podcast, the interview with just an icebreaker question. And sometimes I don't even know what question I'm going to ask. It just comes out of me. So I'm going to ask you this question. When you are not working, what, what is one thing that you like to do for fun? Okay, um, so right now I enjoy playing my Switch and okay. I've got a lovely pre-order uh, game coming my way. So I'm kind of itching every day. I'm like three days left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love I, it. <laughs> and because gaming has changed where you're like, your Nintendo in the olden days used to have like a little chip type thing that you put into the Game Boy and uh, play it now it just kind of goes on to it digitally so it's this kind of excitement of like opening up my Switch and there's a new game and I'm like yeah I love that he's sunk into this yeah (laughs) I didn't know that it was now digital and they just digitally delivered it that must be so exciting because like you say you don't know when it's going to come and it's just like is it here is it here oh my gosh I love that I love that what about me? What's one thing that I like to do when I am not working? There's lots of different things that I like to do. So the one thing that I'm going to say that I like to do is cooking. I'm just, I think because I'm a creative person, I love to create new dishes. And also I'm a foodie as well. So for me, cooking is now fun. Now, because I'm at home and I've got more time to do it, I can prep the dinner in the daytime and then cook it while I come upstairs and start continuing to do my work. So that's something that I, I really enjoy doing. And, and I find it fun and it's also fun to what, what what's your favorite dish 
I don't have a favorite dish because I'm a foodie and because I, I there's a lot uh, of different things that I like. So I, I love seafood. So I love prawns. I love lobster. I love steak. I love burgers. I was in London this weekend and I had to make my way to Shake Shack because I was like, I need to have a Shake Shack burger. So there's mm. not one particular thing. It just depends on the mood that I'm in. So, yeah. Mm. <laughs> so let's start talking about you and your business and then also how it is that you kind of decided to, to start crowdfunding for your business. So I guess my first question for you is, is with NB Fitness, what is it that made you decide to start this business? Because I think lots of people have passions about different things, but what is it that made you decide, I want to have this as a business rather than maybe working somewhere else that was perhaps already doing something similar? See, this has been one of the hardest questions I have had to answer because it comes from a place that I feel is quite not me. So I'm quite a giving, love to do things for other people type person. But every time I say this, I feel like it comes across even more selfish each time. But anyway, here we go. Um, I <laughs> didn't see anyone who's black, woman, all the other intersects, because I'm not going to list them. I'm a beautiful smoothie that is made up of many different things. Amen. But, um, or like a charm. My friend now says a charm bracelet with many different like charms. Yeah, like, that, that. that's who I am, and I don't feel like yeah. I should have to list them out every time. But mm. I just didn't see anyone like me. So like, if I say uh, a black woman that's leading a company at the same level as Lululemon or Sweaty mm. Bessie or Pineapple Studios, all of these kind of things, you know, they're just not there. Yeah, they're just not. Like, and you come fight me and show me the ones who are, <laughs> but they're not. Pandas is thrown down a challenge, <laughs> right? They just come fight me, um, but they're not. And then when you go to look for intersections that aren't in the spaces, time and time again, the health industry loves to produce statistics saying that black women don't exercise, black women don't do this, black mm. women don't do that, black community as a whole are the most unhealthy most likely to work in the health industry, but not receive healthcare themselves. You know, like mm. they love to do these statistics. Yeah. Um, like, and then you look at the statistics for disabled people alone, and we're going to have an aging disabled population. Um, I believe it's one in five people are disabled. Wow. So like knowing these type of statistics and knowing that people are born disabled as well, we're not talking about those who then... Um, through different reasons are mm. also disabled or find out about chronic illnesses and other disabilities um, to include those who are neurodiverse. Yeah. Um, there's that, right? And so I just looked around me very similarly to what I was saying earlier. It's a bit selfish. I didn't look very far. I just looked <laughs> in my, my vicinity. Yeah. Stay in any. So let mm. me create the space. And yes. I'm very much the type of person that, like, I'm happy to learn from anyone. So I've done some Googling mm. since starting this business in 2016. And yeah. I've now started to meet women who work with uh, clients who are disabled. Or yeah. I've met people who have bought centres for black women to have health care. You know, I've done mm. all of this kind of thing. But I still know that my thing is not the same. Um, yeah. To a quick little thing, um, you know that Instagram audio that says, you know, 
uh, don't worry if the uh, market is saturated because there's no no one else like you Which and that's is true. something that like yeah keeps me going yeah I, I see that I see the hole and yes. I'm feeling it I um I think it's so interesting that and I was having this conversation with somebody else the other day that you saw something that wasn't in existence. You saw that there wasn't anybody that was really catering in the health and well-being sector to women of colour, to, to, to people who were diverse, to people who needed help with their mental well-being and their fitness, who perhaps have disabilities. You saw that that wasn't happening. So rather than just saying, oh, this isn't happening, what a shame, you then took steps to then say, what can I do about this? And I think that's something that everybody can learn because we all have the ability to affect change. We all have the ability to be able to do something different. The only thing that stands in, in our way of the ability is us taking action. So it is all about kind of taking that first step. It may not be easy. It probably won't be easy. But if you kind of focus on the bigger picture of where it is that you want to be, then it, you know, each day it just makes it, it everything seems possible. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And then also, I mean, and you've kind of touched on it a little bit there as well. And it, it seems that you're such a big advocate for mental health and just and well-being. So why do you think it's important for us to prioritize that part of our lives? And why do you think people don't focus as much on that side of things? There's loads of things. Um, uh there's this organization called Black Minds Matter and they do mm-hmm. a really great work to really talk about all the taboos and the issues um, around accessing um, health care, especially mental health care in mm-hmm. our, our community. That's the black community. When I ever say our today, I might stop saying black to be precise. But anyway, um, the they're doing great work on that. Mm. Um, what I found as a woman who suffered with my own mental health is um, that if the knowledge around mental illness and health yeah. and the words suffer and the words uh, recovery and things like that, that seem to be the biggest hindrance. Um, even with some of my clients with the work I do now, talking about the fact that you're, you, everybody has mental health, mm. but, you know, um, suffering is it's okay to say that you suffered. Um, yeah. You know, it's okay to say that you recovered from mm. a period of illness because yeah. you wouldn't say to people, oh, no, um, no, no, I don't have colds. I, yeah. uh, no, no, no. Um, it's just cold pulse. Uh, mm. No, no, no. I, you know, you wouldn't have that kind of attitude yeah. towards yeah. the cold, but yet towards your your own depression or or other forms of a mental um, illness, we seem mm. to like go into our shells a bit yeah. about that. Um, so I noticed that um, when I talk about my own experience, I still have people who kind of try to brush it under and be like, "Well, but yeah. you're resilient," and I'm like, "But my resilience can still cause." imposter syndrome it mm-hmm. can cause um competitiveness it can yeah. cause um overworking and all these kind of things and can lead to first triggers of mental illness yeah and it's being able to find coping mechanisms or ways for me to be able to go okay you're doing that we mm-hmm. need to stop yeah because what can happen is the bad stuff and we know what bad looks like we've been mm. there got certificate so let's not do this again yeah so it's being able 
to still be in those spaces when you're receiving those kind of backlashes. Mm. And then also it's because I work with people who want to change things. Yeah. You speak to some people who are like, you know, I have a child or I have a family re- relative and I would really like them to be in this space to hear from you so that they can get help. Mm. And that was one of the big things about being able to produce this company and do it to the standard I wanted is yeah. to be able to give people a space to come to that's not saying mind on the on the door because we mm. know some um demographics within the UK are just not receiving the services they should be. Yeah. And that could be just purely down to branding. So we had to think really hard about how we scoped the language around mental health mm. so that people still come um without feeling like they're ridiculed. I'm just gonna use an example of how mental health intersects with health Mm. um in the um, black and asian community we take up to 10 years to accept diagnosis of losing um hearing okay that denial of 10 years can lead you to being completely deaf or having worse conditions than if you reacted in a Mm. different way to the diagnosis now receiving that diagnosis is going to be hard for a lot of people and we can't expect anybody to to react in any speedy kind of way but it's yeah. the fact that the statistics out there say up to 10 years mm. right and it's so much longer than their white counterparts mm. and so we do see more um age-related conditions alongside losing your hearing that yeah. the black and asian community are suffering with because they might get into situations of feeling um you know, uh, depression, um, yeah. they might feel um, like uh, loneliness, which can lead mm. to anxiety. We see these other uh, mental illnesses coming in to the Black community because there's a reaction to something else. Yeah. So we need to have those conversations about dual or triple or whichever language you want to talk about, multiple conditions at the same time and how yeah. we can have a positive way of looking at them. Mm, that's such a good point because you're right it you know if there is a particular health condition that you're suffering from if you're not able to get the treatment or the diagnosis that you need that then has an impact on your mental well-being because you're exhausted by the fact that you're suffering from this illness that you're not getting the help that you need and that people aren't listening to you so it it does have a knock-on effect so yeah thank you for explaining that so beautifully I, I appreciate that and so you mentioned earlier that kind of you know you had to be very careful about the language that you were using when you started your business And what I want to talk about now in particular is about what is it that made you decide that crowdfunding was the strategy that you would use to kind of help you to build up the business and kind of, uh, and to get that money in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had two reasons for doing this. One was I worked for a lovely people referral unit in Kent and I loved the work they did, but they actually did um, talk to me about like how you the funding around a private in, uh, institution like this. I worked for a couple of universities and saw how much money matters. Mm. Like, it even matters about keeping the good lecturers at some of the schools I worked at. Like, you yeah. really have to have that circle of income. And um, when I started my work, I was always in this place of like, oh, I'm happy to do something for free. Uh, I'll come and do this. 
or mm-hmm. I'll make ends meet, you know, like, okay, if you can cover my expenses, you know, I'll come, but I'm not actually being paid. I'm just like, it's like everything, my overheads have been covered, right? Yeah. Um, and I did that all up into 2019. Mm-hmm. And then in 2019, I started saying, we've got to earn money. There needs to be money in the bank to yeah. do the next thing. So I started making a plan of how to make sure I had a decent turnover, mm. be it um, my speaking cost had to go up. So, yeah, yeah it cost £500 for me to speak, but actually you have to pay my expenses on top of that. So yeah. It cost me £200 to get a cab to wait for me and yeah. come back home to Margate, or it cost me, um, let's say, £100 for a night in Premier Inn. You need to cover that cost for mm. me to flap my gums because yeah. <laughs> if I only get paid 500 back to the cost like then I've only mm. taken 300 home yeah. and I got bills mm-hmm. so technically not being paid yeah um and that was really hard and then COVID happened mm. and we were inundated I say we because I have a group of people who helped me through these year, this, these years because it's 2021 mm. now and yeah I was just like we have to we have to do it Mm. have to like we have to make sure that we can fund this stuff we have to make sure that people understand why we need to pay this much Mm. we have to get granular with this or anal even Mm. about this and so I said let me do a crowdfund yeah I've seen other people do it. It's going to be hard. I expect that. There's going to be a lot of over-explaining. I get that. Mm. Um, it's a lot more exposure to your business than if you just started a business on a loan. Yeah. But this way, people find out about your business because mm. they're going to ask questions and they're going to pull it apart. And that probably will be more helpful yes. than going to a banker and asking for a loan. Um, that was just my opinion. I think mm. going to um, certain banks and getting loans can be useful mm-hmm. because they might want to see like a business plan and etc. Yeah. Um, but I thought this way would be great for me, especially because I wanted this to be um, a community organization. So mm. less about me and more about what it's doing. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And yeah, that community element of it, because it's crowdfunding, people are contributing towards it. And so it does build that community element of it as well. So when you made the decision that crowdfunding was the way to go, how did you start off the process? So it, I'm still in my nine to five, to be honest. And I had a mm. very different um, plan of what I was going to do just to like say, I thought I was going to go do some, well, I am going to still do it, but I was going to do some training mm-hmm. and then I was going to run my sessions and then I was going to plan out this crowdfund, right? So I ran my sessions, mm-hmm. yes. I uh, did some training, yes, mm-hmm. but then the crowdfund was coming forward. I met this lovely lady called Kaylee. She owns a company called Bin London. Mm-hmm. And she was doing yes, a, I know yeah. yeah, she was doing a crowdfunding group. Yeah, she was. Yeah. And I was like, wow, <laughs> this is 
just, just do it you know let's do the training and she was like but if you're gonna do it you have to actually do your crowdfund like I don't train you and then you go away and do your crowdfund it's in tandem mm-hmm. so I was like okay well then we could do the crowdfund in September because she gave me the idea of doing them uh, between two um paydays mm-hmm. so I thought okay let's do it in September because August maybe people will be away on holidays yeah and then I was doing all this hard work, this work to produce my crowdfund and get it ready. And I met the lovely Itini from JDM. And yeah, it snowballed. It snowballed. Mm. But I'm, honestly, um, I had never realized the amount of work I was going to be doing. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how much I love sleep. Um, because this crowdfund <laughs> is keeping me up at night. Yeah. I'm coming up with ideas. Um, I learned a lot about myself mm-hmm. as well doing this crowdfund. Mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot about myself, and I realized that I probably wouldn't do one for a very long time. Okay, okay. Well, yeah. that's fair enough. Um, Pause and listen, good, because you're going to want to hear this. I want to tell you about the Visibility Booster Call. It is a free 30-minute call where we'll sit down one-on-one, I'll look at your business, and I'll tell you one thing that you can do to help you to increase your visibility so you can start to attract clients. This call is only available for a limited time, so hurry, click the link that is in the show notes, and get yourself booked onto the free Visibility Call so that you can start to learn how to increase your visibility so you can attract clients. Back to the episode. So what kind of things did you need to have ready before you were in a position to then apply for the, or start off the crowdfunding? And what did you have to have in place? So, <laughs> oh, teaching, guys. <laughs> I want to tell many of Kaylee's secrets because no. do the course, guys, do the course. It's a very yeah. good course. Um, but for me personally, number one, know other people. So like mm. I have people I know people right I'm not talking about my friends and my family I actually didn't put them on my first day list because I was like I've seen this go horribly wrong yeah I've watched it on tv asking family and friends for money um so I didn't I didn't do it that way what I did is I told my friends and family that was doing this Uh and I told them the date that it would start but I didn't send them no links and tell them please donate I didn't do yeah. that I tried to make a list of all the other kinds of people mm-hmm. so definitely do that but from my perspective I would give yourself like three months mm. I give myself a month yeah it's not long enough <laughs> I feel like because of what I was doing as a business which is helping people with chronic illness and disability, most people don't have that or identify that way or know much about people who have chronic illness and disability. Uh-huh. And it's a shame that I don't do poverty porn because um, that probably might have helped. Uh-huh. If I had a little bit of like a disabled child with one stick, you know, yeah. that might have worked. Oh, God, <laughs> but I don't do that poverty porn. I don't like seeing people take photos on a dark street and have this child run through in the rain like I don't understand why you're doing that don't do that that's Mm. horrible but off come and all these people are not 
bringing that to a halt. We still got Oxfam pumping out these videos, right? We've got Red Nose Day just about to start. I saw the Pugsy and stuff starting with the donate, donate, please donate. I'm like, don't. Like, can't you just show them enjoying their best life because mm. they've got the funding? Why are we doing this shadow type? It's like a tint. It's like they've got a, like a template. A tint. Yeah. And then they've got the child homeless. And then they've got the child with the funding smiling. <laughs> like, no, don't do this. And maybe it would be easier if I was doing something like that. But that's not what I'm yeah. doing. Yeah. And so I found out really hard with only one month to tell people why they should mm. like this yeah. uh, enough to give money, mm. right? Um, so that was the first thing I would say. I would need three months of a build-up if I was yeah. going to do this again. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing was um, a lot of people thought they were giving money to me. Okay. That was a big thing, learning and trying to explain to people that MBE fitness, not candies. Mm-hmm. That I, do, um, I was doing my um, rebrand at the same time anyway. So yeah. maybe in hindsight, I would have done the crowdfund after I'd done the rebrand. Yeah. So that people really understood it's not me, mm. it's MBE fitness. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing is getting over myself. Mm. So after the, the beginning about my selfishness, but I think the reason I say that is because I'm semi-critical uh, all the time. Yeah. So like, like I like to like think things through from different uh, perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, but like really getting over myself, like being able to say, you know what, I'm just going to message a whole lot of people. And if they don't reply, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. But doing that is hard for some yes, people who like to have proper communication. Mm-hmm. Really give them the time of day. I build a relationship because I don't just ask people for money. Mm. But that's the bit you have to get over. Yeah, yeah. You know, get in there and tell mm. people about yourself and have confidence in the thing that you're... Um, pitch it and I think that's a great tip because a lot of business owners struggle with that they struggle with kind of putting themselves out there and then asking people to buy from them and I've seen people who are saying I'm afraid to post because people will think I'm doing too much promotion well first of all people don't see every single thing that you post anyway Mm -hmm. and second of all people can only buy from you if they know what it is that you are offering and know what you have and in order to do that you need to tell them about it and I get that that makes people feel uncomfortable and I think that's one of the biggest barriers towards creating success in your business is not wanting to ask people for money and it's not that you're asking people for money in that way you're asking for people to invest it's an investment and so sometimes I think it's a language shift as well for us to understand that when we are promoting and we are selling something that what we're asking somebody to do is to invest in their development invest in their growth in your case invest in the community and so I think it's I think that sometimes helps that that subtle language shift but it's also like being able to say your your pitch mm-hmm. so like some people like I met you and I very much looked at your page I looked at what you were doing I was like this is so bad mm. 
this is a ghost rating boom can I do this can I do that yeah 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 and I think you still need to get over yourself a little bit and speed it up a little bit sometimes you don't know who's going to just want you to get to the chase yeah so that's why you have to create content for different types of people there are people who are going to be ready to buy now and there are people who need to think about it so you have to do things to suit both of those audiences no no I meant when you're asking when you're actually having a communication with someone through um, be it Instagram DMs or Mm -hmm. email and things like that you kind of need to like look at the profile of the person Mm. and really gauge and I've got better at this doing this crowdfunding so this is one of the best things I think I did for myself mm. is look at the person's page there's a lot of pictures of them yeah this is a page for them mm. so you're gonna go in the angle hey how are you you mm. know it is more of a page where you can see that there's maybe there's someone even managing it mm. boom in straight in go straight yeah. in why yeah. are you hey how are you? Yeah, because people see through that anyway, anyway. So people can see through that anyway, especially the people who like to get straight to the point. They just like, what do you want? <laughs> just tell what me what do you want. want. Go, yeah. Why are you in my DMs? Yeah. So um, I definitely found that really hard. I really found it hard to, for the rejection. Yeah. Um, I found it hard receiving the, the message one the one people want to say here is you know the people who will come for you this is the good people these are the people you need to go back you need to make time every day for those people so an example is someone saying to you oh you know i find it kind of disrespectful that it's just a copy paste message that you're sending come back to that person and ask them good business questions hi you see what i'm doing Mm. this is what I'm trying to achieve da, 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 da. I actually got in contact with you because da, yeah da, 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 da. right like like give them that moment to see where they clap back has mm. actually been responded to this is not like like stand up for yourself because mm. at the end of the day social media is to be social yeah we cannot to a thousand percent personalize every single uh, pitch there's mm. a bit of this paragraph that's gonna be copy and paste this bro they them this is going to be pitched slightly you know yeah, yeah. sorry and I don't take offense when I get that automated response thank you for sending me an automated response with the information of your website clear mm. social and call to ask because now I know exactly where to copy and paste my message to and continue yeah message, you know? yeah so like you know I'm just saying to anybody who's listening to this if you're having a moment where you feel like oh they're not the replies mm. go back to tag them if it's um, a social media platform you can usually put a tag on it so mm. go back and have a conversation really mm. get some feedback on your approach because yeah. this person is not here to buy usually they don't that's it mm, yeah. um, but they will they will be second guessing themselves now when you go back and you show intention and you show that yeah. this was because you're really trying to achieve something this is not a bot 
message. This is the whole human behind it. And I think that's such a good point because you're right, you're going to get knocked back in your business. You're going to get people who react negatively to a message that you send. And instead of letting that kind of chip away at your resilience and make you kind of take a step back, respond to that person, not not so that you can kind of get into an argument and just say, say, thank you so much for giving me this feedback. This is what I'm trying to do. Do you have any suggestions then? What do you suggest that I do? Because I think it's easy for people sometimes to say you shouldn't be doing X, Y and Z. But then what are you doing then? So, okay, then, so if I shouldn't be doing X, Y, and Z, what is it that you suggest that I do do? Because it's about, you know, and it sounds as if that you're in that position where it's just like, I want to grow. I want to learn. So if there is something that I can do differently, if there is something that I can do better, tell me, and then I will take that on board and adopt that so that next time I can improve things. So, yeah, I I love that. So where do things stand now with your crowdfunding? So we're at 1,008 five pounds okay um yay. it's been really great and what's the target it's supposed to be two thousand pounds sorry 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 bear with me let's just roll it back edit this Ooh. so the crowdfund is at 1085 pounds uh the goal is to get to twenty thousand pounds mm-hmm. um We've shifted the goal because if I can get someone to help us along the way to £20,000, that would be great. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, to run the business for a whole year, it's going to cost us £20,000. Yeah. Um, some of our costs are actually bigger than that. So to give an example, I spoke to Rev. Um, if anybody out there listening to this knows someone else who can do this, let me know. Um, but Rev would charge us um, £30,000 a year for 412 hours of content embedded with captions on it. Mm. And they can do a 24-hour turnaround. So if I produce this video here, I could send it to them. They can embed the captions on and get it back to us. Mm. Um and so for me, I'm stuck, I'm stuck in a window of I want to be accessible. I want to do the best, the best of my content. Mm. And I kind of know what it looks like. Mm. So we went for £20,000 looking at our initial cost yeah. to run the business. And um, we're trying with this extension that we've got for the crowdfund until the 17th of December to mm. hit our 4K goal. Okay nice yeah if we can get over that fantastic and you're right there are so many different expenses in business and it's about prioritizing the expenses which are the most important and especially for you because you're saying that you want to be accessible it's about how else can I do this so if you are somebody who does good quality transcriptions you can put captions into videos hit up Candice her details will be in the show notes and so you have a special offer for people who are listening so do you want to just talk a little bit about what that is Okay, so right now until the um, 28th of November, we're offering space for £85 a year. And that allows for people to get access to everything and be the founding members. Um, Because we're a community uh, interest company, I actually want to have our members hold our account and run mm-hmm. an AGM. It's not necessary. It's more um, usually characterized by charities. 
But this allows for people to come together and see where the funding went, where mm. our other funding that we will be applying for has been spent, yeah. you know, um, come up with ideas, you know, tell us, you know, this is the kind of stuff that we'd like to see you do or mm. give their expertise in some way, um, come together to see our events, etc. Um, this kind of membership element and then know that with your £85 a year uh, membership, £10 of that has already gone towards our other programme, which is to pay it forward. Mm. So I really wanted to shout about this. Uh, we're trying to hit a certain number of um, people on the first pay it forward programme as an official uh, CIC. We've done this before. Um, we've successfully tailored it to six months. This works really well for people to not feel committed to a whole year. Yeah. Um, it also allows for them to reassess what their needs are. And we do one-to-one calls with our Pay It Forward members that can see how we can shift them into other um, memberships that might work for them or tailored content also. Um, and for that, it allows them to get access for six months. Uh, there will be a session on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Friday, uh, 30 minutes um, with me to be able to do some exercise. They'll get access to the um, on-demand content. Yeah. And um, we hope that they'll enjoy our webinars as well on health conditions and such. But yeah, that's what we're um, offering at the moment, those two programs. And we're really trying to shout about the pay it forward one because we've, we've got a goal of how many people would like to get on it. So that yeah. we can really show um, future investors this is why you should continue to invest in us or you should mm. become a member because yeah. it's helping this many people get access to our resources. I love that. That's so amazing. And I love the idea of paying it forward and taking a portion of the money from people who pay to then add it to the fund so that other people can just join the programme who actually need it. So, yeah, that's amazing. So what can people do to support your crowdfunding campaign? Where where can they go to be able to kind of support you and and give you some money? Okay, so I believe the URL is crowdfunder. There we I'm just getting the correct URL. Uh, crowdfunder.co.uk dash NBE fitness. Perfect. And I shall put the link in the show notes. So do not worry about that. So if you've enjoyed what Candice has said, if you want to support her mission, if you want to support her to build up the business, please donate to the crowdfund. It's an investment. It is an investment. And yeah, you know, you'll be so grateful that you did it as well. So thank you so much. And where can people connect with you, Candice? I'm across um, social media. Um, I think at the moment, I really get into the MBE fitness platforms just because I'm doing a lot more on there. I do have my mm-hmm. own personal platforms where you can get to know me a bit better. But um, MBE fitness is on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Vimeo, Spotify. We're like, we're stamped all over the internet. Except TikTok, we're not on there. Everywhere but TikTok. We're not on there. Um, but yeah, uh, we're producing uh, content across them that vary because it's different audiences. So if you're more of a Pinterest person, we've got really great little um, idea boards. Mm. Um, and then if you're more of a Facebook person, um, link to our Vimeo, we will be doing lives. So you get like to uh, see short snippets of the content that we usually do in our classes. 
Um, and then LinkedIn, if you'd like to know more about the business side of stuff, you want to, mm. you know, um, find out how we're working with young people and learn about our projects in the community spaces that we go to, that's a great place to go. Perfect. Well, it's been so nice having you on here. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. You know, your passion is real. Your passion comes through so much. So please do support Candice. And all that's left for me to say is please do support her. Please make sure that you are continuing to listen to the podcast. If you're enjoying it, leave a review and subscribe and tell a friend to tell a friend. Until next time, happy goal getting. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Bye.